0: Hey there, I'm Naz and this is The Sun in Japan. If you're looking for a safe space for growth and reflection, you've come to the right place. Thank you so much for joining me. So before we even start, let's address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that I have been MIA for the past four months. The last episode I posted was in September for my birthday and I was just, you know, as most of us do, struggling from interview fatigue and I decided to take a break from producing podcasts because I really love for each of my episodes to come from a loving place and they need a lot of self-reflection, which as we all know requires a lot of introspection and emotional energy, and I just didn't feel like I had that within me. I was writing stuff and thinking up ideas about this next season, which we're now on season 3 of The Sun in Japan. If you have been following since season 1, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to growing more with you and just enjoying this journey we call life. So without further ado, let's get into it. So as I've mentioned in previous episodes, um, eight years ago, I lost my younger sister to leukemia which was a really, really difficult time as anyone would imagine losing a loved one who is so young too. She was only 16. And something that really stuck with me after her passing was how she would always say to me, Naz, you're so annoying. You're always happy. And I really mulled over that line following her death, especially the early years, where she would always say, Naz, you're always so happy. You're so annoying. Why are you always happy? And I I cannot answer that question because I think as a child, I was always just a happy-go-lucky child. I was always the class clown, always trying to make people laugh. Even now, that's why I am. love, 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 love to make people laugh. It's almost a love language for me. I don't know what love language you'd call that, but I really enjoy when I'm with people and I make them laugh. It makes me happy. And... A lot of the time I thought about my sister saying, oh, you're so happy. You're so happy. And after she passed away, I entered a really deep depression for many years after my sister's passing. I was just profoundly, profoundly depressed. And I remember there were so many times where I would remember her saying, Naz, you're so annoying. You're always happy. And I would think that, oh, if only she could see me now, she'd be so disappointed because I'm no longer that happy Naz that she used to know. And for a long time, I tried to get back to that, tried to get back to that really, really happiness. But I just couldn't because grief changed me, as it does for many of us. You are never the same after an incredibly heartbreaking loss. However, there is hope on the other side. Because when I embraced that, okay, I'm no longer that happy-go-lucky-naz, who was incredibly, annoyingly happy to my younger sister. But I can be a different version of that same person because that happy version of me got me to where I am today. I needed her in those tough times, in my early 20s, in my teens, in my childhood, to get me through to be the 30-year-old version of Nas, who is still happy, but in a different way. The journey to happiness is long and it is not straight, and I am still very much on my way. I was a happy kid outwardly, but not so much inwardly. I was often riddled with anxiety and very short-tempered with my friends at school. I used to struggle with major mood swings, because I never felt full permission to express all my emotions at home. But now, to me, to be happy is to be satisfied, to feel good in my body and my skin, To have genuine and fulfilling relationships with my loved ones as far as I can. To get a good night's sleep. This may be a no-brainer for some, but if you've ever suffered from insomnia, you know how real the struggle can be. To eat food that I need and want, i.e. chocolate. Since being in Japan, I've gotten to experience this feeling more intentionally. Not to say the grass is greener on the other side. It is definitely not. It has been said, though, that it is greener where you water it. And with this, I can definitely agree. Over Christmas and New Year's, I decided to flee from the snow in northern Japan and go home to sunny South Africa. And let me tell you, it was not as sunny as I had hoped. It rained a lot. But it was a far cry from snow and I got to see all my favorite people and it was a great time. When I got back to Japan, I had a happiness hangover. You know, the depression that hits after an amazing trip or experience. Ugh, I was so sad to be back in cold Hokkaido. I was so sad to be away from the people of South Africa and all their diversity. I had such a good time communicating with strangers even. The part of South Africa I am from, KwaZulu-Natal, greeting is a big thing. In my mother tongue, isiZulu, we say "sawbon," which directly translates to "I see you." I see you. It felt so good to be seen, and not just gawked at or looked at in fear or confusion, as I often experienced in Japan. I was living. My heart was so full of love for my family, for my friends, and for literal strangers who actually saw me, I was so happy. And so I returned to the land of the rising sun because, you know, I work here and I need money to live and I love a good adventure. Upon returning, I had assumed I would have felt refreshed and ready to take on the year. This was not the case. I came back to seasonal depression and the isolation that comes with everyone walking circles around the foreigner at work. (sighs) For the first two weeks back, I was so sad I couldn't even eat, and I felt like I got stuck in a rut, and I knew what I needed to do to get myself out. But why must I always be doing the work? I complained to my friends. A sobering lesson I've learned in the past two and a half years is that how I feel is really up to me. Despite the external factors, I too have a say in how I am feeling. I can choose to contribute to my happiness or to my misery. And of course there are times where things are beyond my control. But a lot of the time, I get to say, me being alone has made me more intentional about taking care of myself. Because... That's all I have right now in the physical sense is myself. I have made friends, but we're all on our way, our individual journeys, which for now have allowed our paths to cross. A few years ago, I came across Dr. Tal Ben Shahar, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who developed the spire model of happiness. According to the dictionary, a spire is a tapering, conical, or pyramidal structure that is found on the top of a building, often the highest point of that building. So Ben Shahar created an acronym, SPIRE, for the facets that contribute to one's highest well-being or happiness. The acronym SPIRE stands for Spiritual, Physical, Intellectual, Relational, and Emotional Well-Being. And he says taking steps to fulfilling each of these areas contributes positively to our overall happiness and well-being. So, in my post-vacation depression, I started to think, okay Naz, you know what you need to do to feel better. And so, reluctantly, I started. I have gone back to meditating to fulfill that spiritual part of me. For some of you, this may mean going to church, praying, Or taking time to contemplate life, even if you're not a religious person. The next step I really didn't want to do, because this climate makes you want to sleep and eat. But I went back to exercising after taking a break for five weeks. Nothing hectic, but I'm just trying to move my body as much as I can right now, and letting it rest when I feel like resting. So that takes care of the physical aspect of my well-being. What does that look like for you? Do you prefer going for walks or pumping iron at the gym? Intellectually, currently I am getting back to practicing dietetics, which is what I studied at university, as well as studying for a test I have coming up. For this one, I would say stay curious. You don't need to get a whole new degree. And I'd say lean into your curiosity. If you know me, you know I am an extrovert. I feel very refreshed by connecting with other human beings. It's one of my favorite things about being alive. The second week I was back in Japan, I had planned an outing with a group of nine strangers. And I almost cancelled because I was so down in the dumps. But I pushed myself to go and I ended up meeting some wonderful people and being really grateful to myself for having gone out despite what i was feeling you may not be as extroverted as i but what are some ways you can enjoy being in relationship with others call that friend you've been meaning to call for a long time share your appreciation for someone in your life and the last facet of spire is emotional well-being oh i know i know we don't want to go there do we This year, I feel like I've been struggling to feel my emotions, and right now I'm trying to figure out if that's because I'm just in a place where I feel nothing about most things, or am I ignoring parts of myself? I'll have to get back to you with that one, because I do not have the answer yet, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I've been journaling and writing again to get myself to figure out what is it that I'm feeling? Am I feeling And then allowing myself to sit with it as opposed to shutting it down. It is tough though. If I can be completely honest, sometimes I worry that I will spin into a deep depression if I allow myself to feel too much. Which is ridiculous because I am such a deeply feeling person. That is how I know I am alive and kicking. It's a journey though, so I'm not worried because I am on my way. Needless to say, this week will be the fourth week back in Japan, and nothing outwardly has changed, but internally, there's definitely been a change, and I am so grateful. I feel less burdened by the year ahead. Dare I say, happier? I hope you know that you are worthy of happiness. There is no honour in suffering, as much as the world would have us believe. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for all of you for joining me, for supporting me. I hope that you have an amazing year ahead, a happier year, whatever that looks like for you. Happiness is up to you to define. Don't listen to the world's definition of happiness because it really is not the definition that fits your specific happiness. Keep pursuing it. Keep pursuing your dreams. And all that you want to do. I wish you the very best for the year ahead. And I hope that you will be joining me on this journey to self-discovery and to personal growth. This has been The Sun in Japan. Bye-bye now.